0: Welcome to Cat Chat. We are in Kansas City at the United Soccer Coaches Convention on Podcast Row. And uh, we're going we're gonna to get some music here because it's fun and we can. It's, it's a nice day. Uh, it is Thursday, January 20th. This is not a thing. I had to look at the computer for a second there. Um, so uh, Joe is joining us again. Um, so big, big guests. We're, we're very excited. Um, Jen. Coach fine or the jen? jen? is fine.
1: Okay. Uh although I'm on a
0: veteran panel, so I guess Coach Klein, but no, coach, thinking, no. Yeah, yeah. So uh co- coach jen so Jen Klein, but she's the University of Michigan here at the convention talking about uh leadership and, and the leadership roles and how do you build good leaderships and leaders and um, so it's going to be a, a, a very good conversation about leadership and what that looks like, especially at the, at the high level that you're at. Um, so that's what we're talking about: talking about leaderships and and make it off topic because we tend to and, and just kind of ramble. So uh, thanks for joining us. And this is uh, we are we are here at in, uh, in CapChat in Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Coach Jen, we'll start with you. Um, I was always someone that I like to call me like my first name. I like Josh. It just seems more personal. I don't know how it, there's some old school coaches like you got to call me coach. Like, do right. like, you really need. It
1: just doesn't fit my personality. Uh, yeah. I mean, people still, you know, coach, coach fine, but definitely Jen, I think fits a little bit more me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's, I guess talk about, um, you a little bit, obviously you're at university of Michigan and how long have you been there?
1: Uh, just finished my fourth season. Um, yeah so time flies
0: yeah so what was your kind of coaching or what was your playing led up to that or you know how you got to michigan
1: yeah absolutely born and raised in arizona uh okay. you know club career ended up playing at the university of arizona nice uh stayed there as a volunteer assistant coach for a year i uh, got an actually coach for arizona rush out of tucson so i do have some some ties oh
0: all right yeah
1: Um, but then, uh, went to, uh, UNLV University of Nevada, Las Vegas, was an assistant coach there three years, two years as a head coach. Um, from there, went back to being an assistant at Washington state, uh, with Mr. Kidani McAlpine followed him to USC was there four years. And in that time we won a national championship in 2016 and then headed to Michigan in 2018. And now I'm here.
0: Wow. It's funny you mentioned you started for free. That's that how that's how I get someone. Someone asked me before, "How would you start coaching?" And I was like, I was, "I'm a goalkeeper. I need a goalkeeper coach." And I'm like, "Can you work for free?" Yes, yes, I will work for free. And there that's was my it.
1: non. I told my mom, "I'm doing nonprofit work."
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm changing kids'
1: lives. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's how you get into. It. You take the opportunities you can, um, and you kind of go go from there. So, um, how are things that you, uh, up there? In, now, do you guys? Do you guys? really dislike michigan state
1: uh i would say we we dislike ohio state more than we dislike michigan state okay uh, if i had to pick a more dislike uh but uh michigan is going well um we had an unbelievable year this last year um won the the big 10 tournament championship uh which was a, a great uh feat for us um and then went to the elite eight of the ncaa tournament mm-hmm. lost to the now champs florida state um yeah. but uh, really really good season
0: fantastic yeah we we, we follow along I, I, I watched that um so I, I didn't realize like slew the men did really really well i had no because i follow the women's game because i've been a women's coach for all my life so um so yeah i, I follow you guys and that was uh congratulations on this season thank so, you very much um so let's so you're there and let's talk about what do you hear the convention we talked about the leadership but look Summarize the class before, or like what you're talking about here, and then we'll kind of dive into that.
1: Yeah, so the topic of the of the class was leading me to we leadership development for the the collegiate player, um, and really it's just talking about the progression uh, of um, leadership from your freshman to your senior year, and understanding that you got to learn to lead yourself before you can learn to lead others. And so, really, when they come in as a freshman. It's all right for them to be a bit me-focused as they're learning your program. They're learning, um, you know, every aspect, your culture, your style of play. And then they're having to learn themselves to be the best versions of themselves. And once they figure that out, it makes it a lot easier for them to, to lead others um, and build those skill set.
0: So I'm going to give Joe credit for this question, but w- w- so what is your definition of leadership?
1: Yeah, I think my definition of leadership is having the ability to impact um, and see the people around you. And when I say see, it means to serve, empower, and inspire. Um, I think everybody has the ability to lead, um, and it's all about finding uh the way that you see your teammates and we talk a lot about every person has a sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody's sphere is a different size. You're going to have those players that their sphere is really, really small. Um, and then you're going to have players that the sphere is huge and, uh, it doesn't matter what that looks like, but as long as they realize that they have the sphere and it can influence and impact, uh, the people around them.
0: Hmm. Now, do you, do you ever think you can have, too many leaders or like you know like that this... too many
1: cooks in the kitchen yes exactly
0: yeah yeah it's, I, I mean can everyone on a team if you if you are shot 26 you can empower everyone to be a leader
1: I think you definitely can say that everyone has a, a role to play and everybody can be impactful, which in a way is a leader. Now, not everybody's going to be the, the loud voice in the room. And if mm-hmm. you have everybody all trying to say something at the same time, you're not going to accomplish anything. So it's, it's understanding, you know, what is good and healthy communication to uh, work towards a goal. And at times it's listening.
0: Huh. That, that That's interesting. And I, and I think, you know, we mentioned right before we went on about, you know, the, the, like our my backup goalkeeper was always our bench captain, unfortunately. But she was a loudest cheerleader. She was the one that really ran the bench because she didn't play. But you know that was her role to run the bench, and she was you know, rah 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 and cheer when you need to, and was super happy. And I think that's um, it's got to be a tough role, but it was an it's such a valuable role um of that of that type of leader. You know, when you get the team together, she's not that leader on the sideline she is you know right. so and like you said everyone has their sphere yeah. of influence there so um so can can you spot so you you recruit a lot obviously a lot and you guys can you spot leadership when you're recruiting can, how do you see leadership as you – because you want I mean, what's yeah, that look like? Yeah, I think or? for
1: us, when we, when we look at, you know, leadership and uh, we've defined, you know, qualities of, of a Michigan women's soccer player. And so when we're out recruiting, we want them to showcase uh, those qualities. And, and it's beyond just their uh, – soccer ability whether it's technical or tactical or their positional need right that they're going to fill for us but it's having a, a a we mentality and understanding the value of team and you know it having some playing for something bigger than than yourself uh being competitive somebody that wants to be uh the best um in all areas of their life uh being fit mentally physically emotionally uh being a problem solver and then someone that takes ownership of their development as people, students and athletes. And I think by honing in on to those qualities, we can look for those while uh, we go through the recruiting process. Some of those show up on the field. Some of those show up um, when you're having conversations with them, when you're able to talk to them, but also then getting to know the people that know them best, uh, their coaches, their parents, you know, other it's kind of six degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know people that know them, and you can ask them, you know, do they display these these qualities? And do they have to be, um, like, 100% strong in all of them? No, but they have to have them, and then we can work on the areas that they maybe need a little bit uh, of help in.
0: Would you say it's a, a, a safe generalization? You you could lead as a high school player, or, or you know, you could lead the nation scoring. But if you're just an awful person and you don't, you don't you don't display any of those things you're looking for University of Michigan is what it means, you're walking away from them.
1: Correct. I, I think you know for us, um, you know the our, our values are character, connection and communication. And so if you don't have a, a player that um, shares those values um, or believes in those values, As great of a soccer player as they are or goal scorer, they're not going to thrive in our environment. They might fit. They have to fit um, not only in a style of play, Mm -hmm. but they have to fit from a culture standpoint for them to come in and really have the experience that they want, um, to have the success that they're going to want, and for our team to have the success. And that player will have a home somewhere, right? Like there's going to be a great program that's going to – they're going to fit – their culture, their leadership style, but it, it just might not be uh, for us, and that's okay.
0: And I think that's a, that's a hard thing for players because I get the question a lot. I, you know, I've emailed this coach. Maybe you're not a fit, and that's okay. You know, maybe you're a, a stud center back, and they have 10 center backs. Like, doesn't mean you're not a good center back, or maybe you don't fit that culture. I mean, you don't fit the style of play, and, and, and I think kids really struggle with that. Um, and I think especially in the women's game, I mean, there's like, 200 more programs, and there's 80,000 less high school girls that play. So, it's like, I promise you, you're going to find a fit, especially as a female. Like, the opportunities are, are so great right now. Um, you're going to find a fit. But it's like they get so – well, I've emailed Coach Klein 10 times. Well, maybe you're not a fit. And Coach Klein has gotten 10,000 other emails. And so, let's maybe not – let's look at Michigan State. <laughs> maybe, you know, so <laughs> you'd look good in green as well. <laughs> but I know I think – and I think that's that's a hard thing. You know, and that's one of the things that we try to – uh, talking to kids is like what are you looking for an experience right. and it's got to match you know it's got to match you it's got to match your parents got am at the coach yep. there's so many factors that come into it um and i think kids lose that sometimes yeah
1: absolutely and and you know sometimes you you hope that they they do that work and find out before they get there and then they got to go through this whole thing of the mm-hmm. transfer and then that's a listen at times they're uh Transf- their ability to transfer and, and all of that. There are some positives in it, but if you can do the work on the front end, you don't have to go through that whole hassle. And, yeah. and you can really be in a place and thrive and, and just love your, your experience.
0: And I think what you're saying too is very humbling because I, I, I know there's coaches, I'm sure you know them, that don't have this approach that it's just, I'm grabbing you. I am not. I don't care about what you do to the team culture. And then that player has a bad experience. And, and it's like, well, it shouldn't happen in the first place. And so for you to be able to say, this is what I want in a player, whether you scored a hundred goals or not, I'd rather have a kid that scored five and fit into our culture because that culture is more important. And that's how you make the elite eight. I mean, to me, I think the culture is way more valuable. Um, Right. So I got a quick question. Um, So surely I think this has happened. You've recruited someone you like what they, you saw, but then they show up and they're just completely shy or bash, you know, they don't know how to handle it. How do you help them bring out what you saw back into them
1: yeah it's having different uh connection points and at times you know you got to get on that that one-on-one level so that they uh they feel comfortable and they create that relationship but the players within the team help create that as well a lot of times they come out of their shell with their teammates way quicker Mm -hmm. than they do with the coaching staff and then you're you know you'll say to an older player man she's still really shy and they're like oh no She's not shy. And then you go, oh, okay. So it just, you have to give players uh, time and space and uh, create a a space where they feel safe and comfortable to to just kind of grow in it. And I think when we focus on, you know, uh, our freshmen and we call them future builders and and let them know it's okay for you to uh, be kind of about you and learn this and ask questions because you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And we have to also understand as coaches and as returning players, we can't hold them accountable to things we haven't taught them. And if we haven't taught it to them or shown them or, you know, set the standard or modeled the behavior for them and they mess up, that's on us. That's not on them because they, they don't know yet. And so I think by creating that space uh, it helps those, those shy players, uh, come out of their shell. Uh, hopefully by the, the end of their four years, but you know, definitely sooner. Good.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's That's fascinating. I could just the things you're saying is fascinating. Um. So can you and I, kind of what Joe has said? Can do you think a leadership like is built in? Like do you think people are like, hey, you're like a nat- you're a natural leader? Um. And are there players that maybe don't have that that you could I can make you a leader. Does that make sense? Or I mean, yeah,
1: I think it's you know when I look at, at leadership and and the the skills or qualities uh, of of a leader, I, I look at it the same as as a soccer player and the skills that you need to be good in possession or to be a good finisher or a good defender. You know, all the players have those skills. Um, you have some players that are probably super talented and they don't have to try very hard to be. Mm
0: -hmm. good
1: at this or good at that it's the same to me with leadership is all the players have those kind of skills and or and qualities or or thing capability of of learning them and um training them and getting better in them but you are going to have those uh players that are just natural at it it just it it just comes easy to them um but i think you're also going to have players that you know um it's okay for them just to model good behavior and be okay with just saying, you know what, I don't need you to be the vocal or to just model good behavior, set set a good standard. And what I always, you know, uh, think about is more are caught with the eyes than they are with the ears. And mm, they t- that's you know,
0: a great statement. At
1: some point, they're going to tune you out, but they're always looking and they want to see if they can see it and they watch it. They, it it will eventually sink in. So right. leading by example.
0: That's it. Right, hundred percent. Cap Chat is proudly brought to you by Park Place Java, quality coffee ordered online, shipped directly to your front door. Never run out of coffee again. Parkplacejava.com dot com. What do you What do you lean on your captains? for as like how much do you empower them um as, as captains on your team
1: yeah i what's neat about us is is our leadership structure is actual a circle um and we call it our circle of influence and it's uh, made up of our coaches our captains and then team leaders so every returning member in our team has a uh team leader role um and then from that we'll have captains that are picked and i would say you know the captains just kind of have some additional responsibility. Um, probably not the fun stuff because they're usually the ones that are like holding everyone accountable that the so-and-so didn't bring their shirt today and like got to be the ones to do that. But they also, I think, are a bridge of communication from the, the staff to the team and the team back to the staff. Mm-hmm. And really you you want them to have the pulse of the team. And they, they kind of have a good understanding of, you know, what are the ripples and are there – moments that we need to get the coaches involved to kind of calm the, calm the ripples. Yeah. Does, do you pick, does your staff pick the captains or the team? So it, it's a collaborative uh, effort. We, we go through this um, uh, our off season right now and we have uh, culture classes and we go through all of these culture classes. And at the end of this spring season, The players make recommendations of who they feel would be good captains. It could be themselves or other players in the team. The staff has who they think. And then we also utilize, we're fortunate at Michigan to have a leadership and development uh, director. And he also puts feedback in because he's the one running our culture classes and he's a bit removed, right? He's got a little bit more of a different view of it. And so we ask for his feedback as well. And we take all of that in and, basically pick the captain so it's a it's a group effort to to put it all together
0: gotcha. interesting do you, do you think so twofold question do you think in the women's game specifically do you think as as club are we are we are you seeing more are you seeing the shift that we are empowering women to be leaders or are you still seeing that women are young young women are coming with such low self-esteem because they they're it's the opposite you know what i'm saying I, I, yes. it's um, you see both, but I don't know if
1: you're seeing the trend to, to, to empower yeah, I, what are more. I would say I, I think that there's so much stuff around them to be empowered. I, I think what you're looking at is a little bit more of a trend of um, coping skills in the face of adversity. And, um, and I think clubs now are, are – there's this, like, new modern age of coaching. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're looking at the, the person – more than you are the player. And I think clubs are adopting that, which is, which is helping a ton. Right. And, um, so I think you'll see this trend back where they're going to, clubs are starting to incorporate these, these people skills, human skills that are ultimately going to help, um, them as performers. Um, so I, I think it, the trend is going back in a, in a positive way.
0: What I mean, what can we as club soccer, I mean, what can we do, um, to better i mean men and women but i mean particularly on the women's side because that's me but what what can we as club do to better prepare our young ladies to be leaders um and get ready for that that yeah
1: i think that the the first thing is they they have to do the work for to understand themselves and to know like what, what are their values what's their why what's their motivators um and and by knowing themselves they can learn to lead themselves which then will better uh impact their ability to lead and build relationships with the people around them. You know, I think one of the, the greatest things that that has happened is, is the phone, but the phone has also been um, a thing that has uh, created uh, this whole new set of problems where mm-hmm. instant gratification, uh, this perceived thing of everything is perfect and things are not always perfect. And then it does impact a bit of communication. They're so used to just doing things via text or, um, all through social media but there's so much lost in that kind of just digital correspondence and getting them to have the ability to have a card conversation or a real conversation face to face receiving feedback like feedback's not a negative it's a it, it's a positive to help you get better and mm-hmm. if they can better process that and see the value in it, I think will ultimately help them throughout their careers, whether it's a player, a leader, um, a person in all those areas.
0: Uh, who are your, I mean, mentors, um, cause you know, it, that got you to this point of like the leadership and building this culture. Um, cause I don't, I don't think what you, and I don't know, like I don't think what you're doing is is widely i don't think most programs do this of this you have a culture clash of leadership classes right i feel um what you're doing is is really special um and so what got you like who got you there i guess
1: yeah. i mean i think i have to go back to you know when i was in college at the university of arizona we had a woman um in our athletic department uh becky bell who did a lot of like uh development of 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 the person within the program. And so I, I think a little bit there, when I went to work at UNLV, um, I worked for uh, a coach, Kat Mertz and she, she kind of started this, like some culture stuff, team building, um, things that, that started there. Uh, then I went and worked with Kidani McAlpine and a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, I'm talking about, we started to do together, we brought it to USC and then, you know, I went off on my own and have added new things. But I think a big thing is I, I enjoyed this aspect of, of coaching and, and helping me manage our team and our program. And so then it's, you know, reading books and getting opportunity to talk with a Becky Burley or, um, you know, different coaches that, that also see the value in it. And, you know, you, you You watch the the football national championship and and Georgia Bulldogs are talking about having these skull sessions, which are sessions to work on self-awareness and relationships with your athletes. And they said the importance of that. And look, they they found the way to get over the hump of of Alabama. And you can't help but think, was that the one percent? It didn't hurt them, right? Like it could only help them.
0: It is It is always fascinating because we, we know – when I was coaching in JUCO, we went to the national championship, and I, and, and we had a very – it was a, such a culture. Um, Everyone was in it. It was one of the least talented teams I've ever coached, but, but the culture was there. And then the following year, I tried to mimic it, and I, and I, I tried to force to replicate it. And I'm like, you can't because what was happening there – and maybe for you guys, what got you to this, the Elite Eight, like it goes – everything clicked. Like, if if this person – didn't hurt her toe and do like whatever it was, everything comes together. And, and I tried to, I mean, the next thing I tried to force it and it just wasn't right. It didn't seem right. So we,
1: we had our first, you know, team meeting to start this, uh, off season, which for us, this is the start of the new team, right? Mm-hmm. This is where you're starting to do the work for the next fall. And we put up a, an image of, of a big 10 trophy because we won the big 10 with a quote next to it that said, what got us here won't get us there.
0: Oh, I like and it. And
1: meaning that what got us there, mm-hmm. not necessarily is going to help us do it again. So yeah. now we got to, what can we take? What do we need to bring with us? But then what do we need to add? What do we need to change? Where do we need to grow? So we give yeah. ourselves the best opportunity to try to do it again.
0: Yeah. So how many, how many players are you losing this year?
1: So we had a total of 11 uh, true seniors and super seniors fifth yeah. years. Um, and two of the 11 are coming back for their additional fifth year. So we lost uh, quite a bit. But, um, you know, we, we just talk about it's just going to look different. It's not going to be, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's actually, it's really neat just in the two weeks that we've been back starting to watch the team dynamic and Mm -hmm. personalities that maybe have been a little bit more quiet start to emerge and, and, you know, now they're, they're, they're figuring out their new roles and who's going to fill what. And so it's, this is a fun time of the year to kind of see we're, we're, we're storming and forming right now. Story, uh, yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is a fun process.
0: And then for you know, for d- Division One, is as soon as your spring season's over, you have no athletic contact with them, and that's when you know. And I don't think players understand that. And you talk about the leadership. And for Rush, we have core values, and one of them is accountability. And we say, you know, um, the accountability piece, because for Division One, Division Two, you you have less days than you do. I'm not saying that correctly. You have more days without athletic contact to do with, and so, that are you accountable to be like from now from here? You could. I always tell kids, you know, you could go watch, eat ice cream and and watch Netflix and your coach can't stop you because they can't say, hey, Susie, what are you doing? You you can't force them to, you know, and so um, when you, I think one of the things you said early on was you got to learn to be, lead yourself, um, which is to me kind of another way, like for the accountability piece of it and getting kids in, Um, you know, during that recruitment process, when you're trying to bring people in that fit the culture. How do you how do you convince someone that maybe maybe they, they committed as a fr- as a, j- a junior or a senior? How do you get them involved in the culture early enough to know like, hey, you got you got to keep working. Like,
1: right, and it, it it's basically share it's sharing our, our our foundations, our values, the qualities of a, Michi- a Michigan soccer player, and, and then the program expectations. And you know you do that right at right at the start. Like uh, we 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 share uh, we we call it a. a virtual home visit, but it's a PowerPoint. And we basically share and it's like, this is what you're coming into. And if you're good with this, then like, let's keep moving. If it's not something that jives with you, like that's fine because there's so many other great, wonderful programs that you're going to find a connection Mm -hmm. with that's going to work. But because we talk about one of our qualities being taking ownership of your development, we say, Right. That starts now because the day that you commit to the day that you arrive could be a year to two years. Mm -hmm. If you have that value, you'll be a different player in that time. Like there's going to be, there should be growth. And then Mm -hmm. it's the same when you get to Michigan that you want to see growth and be different from your first year to your last year. And, you know, that takes ownership of the player. Cause we have all of these resources, whether it's facilities, um, experts, uh, experiences, but if they don't take advantage of it and fully commit to it, then it'll, they'll probably stay, you know, a little bit status quo and you're not going to see those big jumps. There's only so much that we as coaches can do mm-hmm. and it, it, it falls on them to take that ownership. And so, you know, by establishing that at the start, I think it, it helps us, uh, put that in their mind. Like, this is what, this is what you're kind of coming into.
0: Yeah. So do you, do you think this year or this past fall, um, was kind of your first true year? Cause it takes a while to turn over. Cause I'm sure when you yeah. get there, there's kids like they're there and you're like, ah, you know, one more year, year left. I mean, right. so it, it is, do you think about a four year time or uh, what to get a program to be truly, yeah, this is yours?
1: Um, you know, it's kind of the, the, that, that balance, right? Like I don't, I feel like it's like, you're the step parent you're coming in and it's like yeah they they're your family now so it's like you got to uh you can't just kick them off and say all right I'll just going to wait right. till my people get here because then as a as a coach who values development if I did that then I would not be modeling the behavior that I would expect of them so yeah. trying to take them all in and and do our best to to really uh have them have a good experience while they're with us. But I do think it like this year you could tell it there were parts of it that were very autopilot. Like we we had player they just they were just doing it. Like we didn't have to say yeah. a lot because they just this is what we do. Like this is how we do it. And they just it's in their kinda, DNA you know, yeah, now yeah, it's Go just that's just part of us. It's our our team and player identity. So um yeah it, it takes time and I think, you know, with anything you just have to be comfortable being patient and and waiting and being okay for the ups and downs because the ups and downs are where you're gonna see what you're truly made of
0: yeah so any more final questions on leadership because i got one final non-leadership question but no i
1: I i'm so thankful to sit in on this because uh this is i love leadership yeah stuff so thank you coach jen klein (laughs)
0: appreciate it so Uh, i I, I, so non-leadership-wise, I don't know if you t- took a look at the rundown beforehand, and, and the, but the I read, I saw an article, you know, some kid right at high school signed pro. So there's so many, you know, there's so many opportunities for young women to go overseas now um, and play, and and, um, and it's getting better and better and better and better. But the article said, you know, they think that um, NCAA, this is going to be the end of NCAA women's soccer. He said within five to ten years, they think that NCAA women's soccer is going to be so different and not really what it is now because so many women have the opportunity to go overseas. Um, So I was curious uh, of your thought uh, on, on, on that. I
1: definitely think the landscape is going to change and look different. And I think what's so unbelievable about that is that you have now different pathways and different experiences to meet the, the, um, the, the player's motivation. Like there are certainly some players that, that to go overseas and bypass, the college experience is probably the right decision for them based off of, you know, what they have going on. Mm -hmm. But I do think that, you know, in the United States with as big as football and basketball is in our sports culture and still uh, college athletics is such a big part of that development. I don't know if it's like, we're going to wipe away All of college athletics because I think it's just so much of our sports Mm -hmm. culture here. Um, I just don't think you can totally get rid of it now. Is it going to look different? Absolutely, but I just think it's there's going to be players that coming to a college environment, getting a great education, and Mm -hmm. continuing their development is going to be their right path. Um, where others, you know, it might make sense to to go be pro, and it's great that there's more opportunities to do that. Like the player I think of that did it first was Lindsey Yeah. A, a rush player. And it made sense for her, right? Correct. Like, look at it. it. It worked out great. Um, so I don't think it's going to be the way for everyone, but I do think it's awesome that now that is a, a path forward.
0: Yeah. And when you look at development, I don't know if you're allowed to comment on this. I assume you can. Is is There's always the discussion for for. College soccer's a grind, you know. You're for you guys. It's probably what, Thursday Sunday, so it's Thursday Sunday. You're playing you're playing 18, 20 games. You guys maybe put a twenty two games. What What is your thought when you look at development wise to say let's let us let us split like let's play one game a week and we and we yeah. split seasons and play a, a true fall and true spring season. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you get trouble from NCAA. No, no, I, I think
1: the big thing is we understand that the 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 compactness of our season does not always lead towards better development or towards. Um, you know, uh, good as far as player management and all of those things. So we understand that we need to come up with something. I don't know if the split season is the overall answer. Uh, I will say being having last year played in what I call winter, because I'm Mm. not going to call it spring, because I felt (laughs) like winter up in Michigan, uh, I would be more – I don't know if I'd love that just because uh, of, you know, the time of year where we're at. But I do think that there needs to be (laughs) – an an expanded season to alleviate that condensedness and allow for more development in our true season of competition. But I think there's huge value in like this off season where you're getting an opportunity to play games that, uh, you can work, you can work on things and there's not this like win at all cost or I have to Mm -hmm. get a result, but you can go play a game where you can work on stuff and it's okay to make a mistake because you're not going to lose a championship because of this. And right. I do think there's value in that because um, in, in the college environment, yes, there is this aspect of winning. There is there is this expectation of winning championships, but we're still tied to an academic institution, which is about, you know, teaching and learning <laughs> and growing. And so I think we have to make sure that we don't lose that because of what we're affiliated and tied to.
0: Yeah. And I think if you have an athletic an AD that, that accepts that, that, that is okay with it, because um, it is, like you said, it, I mean, our jobs are tied to winning. Um, and the, you know, you see people not so, maybe not so much. in soccer. but you see, I mean, one season they're gone and that that's got in the back of your mind. Like, what are you, what are we sacrificing? Because now I have to win and I, I got to feed my family and right. I don't want to move again. So what am I sacrificing? And if you have an athletic director, which sounds like you probably do that understands this is the culture. Right. Um, this is what we're trying to do. Yeah. We we, we, we may not go back to the lead again, but we're developing players and, and humans, which is what college is, is
1: right you just want to create a, a, a bit of consistency and a and uh, and something that's sustainable um, is it sustainable to be there at the top uh, every single year and it might not be
0: so yeah all right. Well, I, I'm, we're gonna let you go. Uh, it's. It, it, I, I again, I can talk with you all day. This is. I'm with you. I love the leadership talk. I love. It. I'm gonna have to go back and listen and write down some of the nuggets because there were moments I just was listening and I forgot. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say something now. I know it was absolutely fantastic. So I, I really appreciate you taking the time um, to to top off and talk about it, and I think it's very, very valuable. So. Um, and you got, are you presenting again tomorrow?
1: I have two panels tomorrow, so I'll be. Uh, yeah. Looking for- well, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, good luck.
0: Fall season. Good luck on the Cuban Trail and, and and safe travels and enjoy the seven-degree weather here. Yeah, so. thank you guys very much. It's great to be here. All right. Thanks, Jen. I appreciate it.